0: STORY fourteen of Bumper the White Rabbit This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Fane, Norfolk, Virginia. Bumper the White Rabbit by George Ethelbert Walsh. Bumper Meets Mr. Bear Bumper spent a quiet, restful night after Dr. Crane had removed the trouble that was causing his sickness, but he was very weak and faint, and he slept long after the birds were up and singing. He was a little afraid at first to eat anything when he finally crawled from his hole in the decayed tree branch, but recognizing some sweet birch trees, he ate moderately of the leaves and bark. This seemed to put new life in him and by early noon he felt quite himself again. Rusty the blackbird, who had taken quite an interest in him, brought him the cheering news that his country cousins were living in a burrow a few miles back, in the thick woods. "'Take this deer trail back about a mile, and you'll find them,' he said. "'You can't miss their home. It's under a big rock, which you'll come to.' Bumper thanked him and decided to begin his journey at once. He was very anxious to find a home with the wild rabbits, for his chance of getting back to the garden where the red-headed girl lived was very slim. He had no idea how far down the river he had floated, nor what direction to take to find the garden. Is there any danger of meeting Mr. Fox on the trail? He asked a little anxiously. No, replied Rusty, for Buster the Bear frequents the trail, and Mr. Fox is dreadfully afraid of him. But how about Buster the Bear eating me up? He might, admitted Rusty, if he caught you and was very hungry, but you don't want to let him catch you. That's true, replied Bumper, but I might not be able to avoid him. Is he as quick as Mr. Fox? Oh, dear, no. You can easily outrun him. He's so clumsy, he falls over his own big feet sometimes. And he makes such a noise, you can hear him coming a mile away. Then I don't believe I'm afraid of him, replied Bumper in a voice of relief. When he started out on his travels, he felt pretty good. And on the way, he stopped to eat every time he found something he knew was good for him. He avoided all strange plants and ate only those he recognized. In a short time, he came to such thick woods that if it hadn't been for the deer trail, he would have been lost. But he followed Rusty's directions and kept strictly to the well-worn path. When he grew tired, he rested by the wayside, always hiding in the thick bushes and keeping one eye and both ears open. There were many strange and wonderful noises in the woods, and more than once Bumper started up with a fright. But nothing happened to him until he was so far in the woods that he thought the big rock must be near. He kept a sharp lookout for it. Just then, he heard a noise so different from anything that had startled him before that he stopped to listen. It seemed as if someone was in great pain and needed help. Now Bumper was very tender-hearted, and anyone in distress made him feel very sad. So instead of keeping on the trail, he wandered off to find out who was moaning so loudly. And what he beheld was enough to make any rabbit laugh. It was Buster the bear, fast asleep, snoring as if he enjoyed it. Bumper was frightened at first by the sight of the big shaggy head and body. But when he recalled Rusty's words and saw that Buster was sleeping, he stopped and laughed. It was a sight to make anyone laugh. Buster's big shaggy body rose and fell with every breath and each time a loud snore came from his half-open mouth. It sounded like a wheezy pair of bellows trying to play a tune. Bumper had never heard anything like it in his life. While he stood off at a safe distance watching, a bumblebee lighted on Buster's nose and tickled it. The bear brushed it off with a paw and rolled over to renew his sleep. But Unfortunately for Buster, he whacked the bee so hard that he must have heard it. Anyway, the bumblebee resented it and gave him a sharp sting on the nose. The effect was startling. Buster came to life with a jump and let out a loud roar. The ground seemed to tremble as he struggled to his feet and swung his huge paws at the bee. But the bumblebee, having accomplished its purpose, calmly flew away. Buster rubbed his smarting nose and growled angrily. Suddenly, he caught sight of Bumper grinning at him. He stopped rubbing his nose to stare and blink at the white rabbit. Bumper, now that he was discovered, ceased grinning and began to feel afraid. You think it very funny, don't you? growled Buster, his little eyes flashing. "'I wish he'd stung you instead of me. Drat the old bumblebees. I wonder what they're made for.' "'I'm sure I couldn't tell you,' replied Bumper in an unsteady voice. "'What do you suppose you're made for?' continued Buster, eyeing him queerly. "'Why, to make little boys and girls happy, I suppose.' Bumper stammered. Buster grinned at the stammering remark. Then, with a leer, he added, No, that isn't the reason. It's something else. Want me to tell you? Why, yes, I'd like to know. Well, then, it's to give Mr. Fox right back of you a good meal. Bumper gave a jump of nearly three feet when he heard this. He didn't suppose the fox was anywhere near, and the thought that he was right behind, ready to spring upon him, sent the blood racing through his body. But when he turned, expecting to see dripping jaws about to close upon his neck, he was surprised and then puzzled. There was no fox in sight. However, he wasn't to be deceived if Mr. Fox was hiding, and he stood ready to spring away his body quivering with fright, and his pink eyes dilated. Ha, 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 laughed Buster the Bear in a deep rumble, rolling over it on his fat sides. Ho, 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 what a scare I gave you. Now we're quits. The joke's on you. It took Bumper some time to realize that it was only a joke and not a near tragedy for him finally he turned a shamed embarrassed face toward buster and grinned good-naturedly the next time i see anyone in trouble he said i won't laugh at him mr bear you've taught me a good lesson well that's what i call taking a joke in the proper spirit smiled buster i'm sorry i gave you such a shock And I'm sorry I laughed when the bee stung your nose. Oh, as for that, I didn't mind the sting so much as the interruption of my sleep. Buster rubbed his nose as he spoke. Then he added, addressing the white rabbit, Where are you bound? You must be lost. I never saw a white rabbit outside the city before. Were you ever in the city? Asked Bumper eagerly. Sure. Sure i was in the zoo for a whole year until i escaped then you know something how i feel the country's very strange to me and i feel a bit lonesome could you tell me where my country cousins live the wild rabbits yes replied buster but i'm not sure they'll welcome your coming however You can find them by following that trail a little further until you come to a big rock. They live under it where Mr. Fox can't get them. Thank you, replied Bumper. I think I'll be going then. I must find them before night. End of story 14 Recording by Fane, Norfolk, Virginia